our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation. You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. The Thwip Tribble. Yo, holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And we are here to talk about whatever we damn well please. You can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or coldpopgo at gmail.com. So, Len, we got letters. Do we have letters? Oh, we've, we've got, got lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. Uh, this one is called Gutter Talk. Geek Life Saves. And I'm going to warn you, uh, I may have gotten a little emotional when I read this. Oh, really? Holy cats. Strap in, bucko. I'm strapped. <laughs> hey, guys. It's your boy Charles in Chattanooga, a.k.a. Hal2814, a.k.a. the Green Lantern Tribble. Mm-hmm. My wife and I suffered a great tragedy when our 30-year-old son, who was a caregiver at a group home, was killed by one of his patients on January 12th. Mm. Needless to say, it's been a rough time for us. Still can't believe it. We are lucky to have so many family and friends support us in different ways since it happened. But I want to say my geek life helped me big time. A co-worker came over one day in a, with a handful of graphic novels instead of food, like everyone else, to help distract me. I rewatched some Marvel movies, Star Wars Rebels, and DC animated stuff on the DC app. One day, I listened to three episodes of Gutter Talk back-to-back. You guys made me laugh, roll my eyes, and shake my head in disbelief on some things, and I needed that. Listening to your show and other geek-themed podcasts helped me a lot, so I'm just saying thank you. You might not know it, but your show has an impact on people's lives. I've learned that tomorrow isn't promised, because me, my wife, our son, and granddaughter were in the kitchen the night before he was killed, making plans for the summer. So every chance you get, let your family and friends know you love them. Hug them, because you never know, it could be the last time you do. I'm sorry, wasn't trying to bring y'all down. Just wanted to let you know I appreciate y'all and the show. Keep it up. Gotta talk! Love y'all. So thank you so much. Mm. Um, It Mm. it even feels feels weird to say thank you, Um, but thank you. Yeah. That was a... Gosh, I don't even know how to talk about it. Um, that was a. I'm sorry. That's terrible, and our thoughts go with you. Um, I don't know how we could help uh, other than what we're doing, but if we can, please feel free to email us and reach out. Uh, he had tweeted uh, before I got this email. He had sort of tweeted a thank you to a bunch of uh, yeah. a bunch of his favorite podcasts yes, did, and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was honored just to be included in that with our show. So uh, that was yikes! Yeah. Amazing. You never know. You you. You never know who you're touching. You feel like you're just kind of like sitting in a room having a conversation and, you you know, you're happy that one person is listening to mm-hmm. it, you know, and saying like, hey, that was silly, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you never, but you never know who's listening, how they're listening to it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you kind of envision where they're listening to it, like they're in their car, yeah. but you never stop and think what's their mindset. What yeah. are we getting them through mm-hmm. the day? Um well, that even extends out to just your day-to-day interactions with mm-hmm. other humans on the planet. Yeah. There are times where I will be walking on... Because I'm a big proponent of acknowledging people, if I can. Mm-hmm. And being acknowledged feels wonderful. Just yes. walking down the street and someone will greet me. They'll be like, hey, man. You know, like sort of like as we're passing. Right. Like, oh, good morning. Or like, uh, you know, when people are walking their dog, hey, what's up? Um, just the acknowledgement of another human being mm-hmm. is enough to put a smile on my face yeah. and yep. get me through 
a portion of my day. You can live on that for a little bit. Yeah. 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 There have been times like a woman's walked by and she just gave me a smile and that sort of just, mm, it just yeah, feels nice. And right? I'm just like, mm, thanks for that. Right? You just live yeah. on that, man. Yeah. So I, I would say be aware of how you interact with people um, because you never know the smallest things could really take uh, take people through their day and, and make their lives just a fraction uh, of an inch better. Yeah. Yeah. God bless. We have another email. Actually, has been sitting here for quite a while, so my apologies. It's uh, Kia Sharice gave us an email. The subject line, Gutter Talk, The Rise of Skywalker. Ah, I remember when that movie came out. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Overall, she uh, um, writes, I enjoyed the movie. C-3PO and... Babu, Babu Babu Freak. Freak. Babu Freak. Babu Freak. They were hilarious. Yeah. The only issues I had with it were, one, the kiss. Mm. I got more brother-sister vibes from Ray and Kylo than romantic vibes, but then he died, so... Womp womp. <laughs> I hope no one says that when I die. <laughs> well, he's dead. And two, I was frustrated with them bringing up this thing that Finn wanted to tell Ray mm. and then he never told her. Mm-hmm. I did read an article that said he was going to tell her that he's force sensitive. No. Uh, two side stories I do want to see, Poe and Zuri's story, or Lando and Jaina find, finding out where she's from and maybe throw Finn and Rose in there as well. Uh, uh, yes, 100%. Um, I, well, except for the kiss. I like the kiss. I never got brother-sister vibes from them. I always thought there was sort of a tension between them that was a little romantic. Mm-hmm. Um you know, um, from one standpoint, it's a little like uh, it's hard to support it because he like gaslights her and he's awful. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, sometimes you fall for the wrong people. That's and, true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's gaslighting me and he kind of sucks. But you know, uh, he's, did you see yeah, that yeah. barrel chest? Come on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I wasn't bothered by the kiss. I was more bothered by the cop out of like, no, I'm dead. Instead of dealing with the fallout of like, well, yeah. you've become Ben. And maybe having to repent and figure out how to live life after being a mass murderer, um, <laughs> instead of dealing with all that, there's still stories to tell. Like I think yeah. there's things to explore with that character, uh, especially since I like that character very much. Uh, I felt a bit of a cop out to just be like, ah, I'm kissing now. I've fainted myself to death. Right. Um, so uh, that I kind of disagree with. But the other thing, which was the. Um Oh, I just gotten off that that email already. Um, about Finn and wanting to tell no Ray. No way! I yeah, hate he was that. not trying to say he was force sensitive. That, that is, if I'm getting if sense, I'm sinking into like you know quicksand. Look, I just want to tell you, I'm force sensitive. Yeah, no, Get no, out of here. that is not a thing that you tell a woman or anybody that uh, you're about to die. It's like oh, my dying words to you. Yeah, are that I'm force sensitive. Uh, get, no, so. it's I, I. I assume people were like, "Oh, I wonder what he was gonna say." And I was like, "What do you mean? He was gonna say he loves her." What, yeah, what? That's what you yell to somebody when you're dying. That's why he's been scream screaming after yeah. her the whole movie. Yeah. Ray. That was his one line. Ray. He's just saying, "Oh, Ray," over and over again. The fuck um, out of here. I like Babu Freak. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, uh, but I'm an easy mark when it comes to baby Yodas mm-hmm. or Babu Freaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just t- or d- d- DBA. What do you think about the the, the new baby Yoda uh, like doll? That's <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I tried to order them, but I couldn't. Uh, I could not. I did not click yes quick enough. Um, so um, yeah, I definitely want to get that new Hasbro uh, action figure. That, oh yeah. Like, 
moves. My only problem is um, the uh, it doesn't come with the egg, like the the pram, the thing that he floats oh, around. Oh, the, the full, yeah, the, yeah, the like it's carriage. Just a little, the carriage. Thank you, uh, pram. <laughs> I don't know. What am I, 1980s Britain? What a pram. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, the carriage. I wish it came with that. I would pay extra. Mm. You know what I mean? If it's 60, I can't believe that thing's only 60 bucks. Because there's like a sideshow. Was that sideshow? That's like much, it's much, I think much it's like bigger, life though. size. Yeah. And it's $300. Yeah. Um, 60 bucks actually seems a little on point. That's what I'm saying. It's, well, it feels, oh, to me, it feels cheap. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's about good. Or, um, yeah, maybe it's just I'm surprised. I feel like they could have gotten more. Gotten more. They could have charged more, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as soon as he's available, I'm going to order him. I love him. He's adorable. Um, but <laughs> if you uh, see his face, like, of course. Yeah, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> it's only because I can't get him on the black market that I, he's yeah, not yeah, in here exactly. now. <laughs> uh, what, what, I mean, hey, if you want to email me at coldpopgo at gmail.com, I designed a Baby Yoda t-shirt that I will send to you. Um, they're only twenty dollars um, <laughs> for the rest of you, but if you got a baby Yoda, yeah. Uh, what uh, what's the rest of it? it TV show the, the forget the rest. Oh, you use the term gaslighting. Yeah, I'm curious of how many people because gaslighting has become it's such a buzz a, phrase. A buzz phrase. Sure. If people know what it actually refers to. Oh, like why is it called gaslighting? Mm-hmm. The the um. That's the word I'm looking for. There's a word for that. The origin of a phrase. Oh, the, uh, is it, is it etymology? Ad- entomology, yeah. Entomology, etymology, yeah. Um, tell me, what is it? Do I rem- you? I, well, I, remember look- I remember that I looked it up. I Googled it. Okay. Because I was curious to make sure that I was using it correctly. And what do you remember it being? I don't. Okay. I remember what it is, but I don't know the entomology of it. What do you kn- know to it? Uh, so it's like when, like, let's say, for instance, uh, my wife and I are having a fight and um, I tell her that her the things that she's legitimately feeling are not legitimate. Mm. So I am making her think, like, let's say I stay, uh, she thinks I'm doing something dirty, right? I'm doing something wrong mm-hmm. um, because she has legitimate reason to think I'm doing something wrong. Right. And then I make her feel like she's the crazy one for even thinking that I'm doing the thing that I'm doing. Is, right. that, is that correct? That that that's along the, the the right lines. It stems from a 1944 movie. Ah. Yeah, a lot of people. That's why I was always curious whether or not really knew people knew what it was about. It was a movie in the 40s that starred Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer, huge stars of this time, directed by George Cukor, um, and based on a book called Gaslight, written by Patrick Hamilton. Uh, it's the story. Of a woman named Paula. Paula, who is sent to uh, study in Italy to become a great opera singer. But while there, she falls in love with Gregory. They return to her London. And Paula begins to think that there are strange things going on in her in her home. And Gregory is telling her, oh, no, you're just out of your mind. You're crazy. Um, but what, you know. Spoiler alert for a 1944 movie. Yeah. <laughs> you learn that he is, in fact, you know, um, doing, pulling all the strings behind the curtains to make her believe that she is crazy. Thus, uh, and the term gaslight comes be- because they're, the lights in, their, in the house are powered by gas and they would come on and off sometimes seemingly at will. 
um, that was just one of the manifestations of things that were happening in the home. What an insanely specific movie reference for a phrase. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. And, and then over time, it came, you were like gaslighting a person. It, okay, so this movie, what was the name of the film? Gaslight. Oh, it's okay, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, based on a yeah. book Yeah. called Gaslight. From when? The movie is from 1944. The 1944. Book, the book is from, um, I'd have to see where the book is. The book is from, I guess, a, 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 you know, around that was time. Was this a cultural, I mean, I guess if it's a book turned into a movie, it must have been a cultural phenomenon at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, the book is from, uh, actually, it's, excuse me, it's not a book, it was a, a play, uh, ah. Gaslight, from 1938. Oh. And then adapted into a movie. That's so in 1944. neat. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um that doesn't sound familiar. My memory is incorrect. I did not read that at all. I've never mm. heard that in my life. But um, I guess I was gaslighting myself about it. People have been gaslighted for many years. Oh, that's so neat. I love that. I, I, I'm always interested in the entomology of phrases and stuff. Like oh, certain yeah. Certain things where I'm like, how the, why? Why is that the meaning of that? that you know like, what is a great source to learn the entomology of a lot of those phrases? Is it entomology.com? You know, it's another great source. Oh, no, I don't know if that exists. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, just, I thought it would be funny if it was like, well, what is it? I'm sure there is one. Um, the Uncle John's Reader. Oh. Have you ever heard of Uncle John's mm-hmm. Reader? Uncle John's Reader is the series of books. I believe they are sale at, at Barnes & Nobles. They are, they're the bathroom readers. Oh, they're sure. They're these books of, like, you know, like short stories and, like, factoids and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, that have been, I think they're probably up into, like, the... Probably like the 40th edition uh-huh. of the Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, and sparse, you know, sprinkled throughout the book will be like just two pages is the the origins of these different phrases. Oh, I love it! Such as gaslight or um, or uh, 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 the cat's pajamas mm-hmm. or or things like you know what's up, you know, a dynamite. It'll be like the the origin of all that type of stuff dudes if you come to my home ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and use the bathroom in in what is considered the public bathroom in my home there is a uh, a little book rack that has rotating usually about three uncle john's bathroom readers wow so i was saying entomology it's etymology etymology right it's just the et right yeah. Yeah. Okay. And apparently you can go to etymonline.com. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, I always find that very fascinating. Just to piggyback off of that and ask a question about reading in the bathroom. Okay. I just, it's funny to me that, like, it's so common that there is a whole publication dedicated to it mm-hmm. and that, you know, um, there are things you can buy to put in your bathroom to put the magazines or books on yes. that are bathroom-sized. Yes. They're just for reading yes. because you're taking a poop. That's right. Um, well, you're taking some time. To, to, to yourself. Exactly. Some me time. Exactly. You're in the library. Um, so um, do you take comic books, single issues? I'm not talking about trade paperbacks. So not talking about trade paperbacks. Single issues. Do you no. take them in the bathroom? No. Why? Because they would not be long enough. <laughs> I see. You need more story. You're gonna be there for a while. Yes. You would. Would you take a stack of comic books into the bathroom? No. No. Why? <laughs> because it's not long. Oh my god. <laughs> look. I need to look. bring the dictionary every time. JD, you have stumbled upon <laughs> the secret origin of why I went from floppies to trade paperbacks. <laughs> 
It was simply so I could have reading that is suitable in length. length for my trips to the library. Oh, wow. (laughs) uh, Let me ask you this sub-question, because this happens to me. Have you ever been been on the toilet so long that your legs fall asleep? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You start beating your legs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. And I go to stand up, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. Have you ever been in the, in the bathroom so long? You've completely read what you've brought in there uh-huh. with you. So now you're just looking for things to read. <laughs> yeah. I saw a meme like this, <laughs> and it, it, was, it, was, it was much more simple. It was like before there were cell phones, and there's just somebody on the toilet squinting reading a bottle of shampoo. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is me. That has oh, been me. Yeah, for sure. Yes, most definitely. Oh, God damn. <laughs> this is fun. Um, so, okay. So, uh, she had asked questions about Star Wars TV shows, didn't she? No. Uh, there, was, there were things that she would like to see explored further. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, I yes. may have jumped ahead in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> oh, these would be fun. Um, yes, two side stories she'd want to see Poe and Zori's story. Yeah. Orlando and uh, Jaina finding out where she's from and maybe throw a little Finn and Rose in there. Well, the stuff with Lando, I've heard uh, titterings. Brian's not here to do the tittering sound. <laughs> there it is. Uh, about Lando and that, because it's such a weird scene. Yeah. The dialogue in that. As much as I really did enjoy the movie, there are some s- sore thumbs in this movie that are just like stand out. Mm-hmm. And one of those is the everyone's celebrating, but Lando sits down with one of the only other black girls, I guess, and they just have a conversation of, where are you from? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you from? Oh, mm-hmm. we should find out to get what, what so strange. Um, but the stuff I've heard online is that, I guess it was revealed possibly in one of the comics or something, that when the First Order were, I almost said New Order, the band, when First <laughs> Order um, was kidnapping children mm-hmm. in order to make soldiers, mm-hmm. his was one of them that went. Yeah, I've so I've heard tale of that. Him him sort of wondering well, and I you know, did. in a world where again, where I can try to make it make sense of the canon in my head, so many people seem to be force sensitive. Like maybe he's able to be like, Oh, right. there's something about this girl that feels very familiar. Right. Um But I'd be curious about that. Um but then what was the other one? Oh, I did I liked her a lot. The woman we never saw her face. Oh with yeah. Poe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zori. Zori. Uh, I'd be curious about that because we yeah, find I'd out. Yeah, I see more of her, more from her. Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff in Poe's background that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I was a spice I, runner. See, that I like because it hints at a relationship between them that's not familial. Yeah, it's just they had they did stuff, mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't even need to see what they did. Just having more of them, mm-hmm. and they just have that history. Yeah, yeah. Behind them, you know, the Lando and Jaina. That seems so freaking forced. Why can't you know? Like, I don't need any more of that. Mm. If anything else, I just want to see Lando go shopping and buy Your another set of clothes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, to, and and Finn and Rose, let them. I want to see them together, mm. or 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 Poe and Finn, if you're inclined for that as well. Um, which would be that would that would be the bold story. Mm-hmm. That's the bold story. Yeah, let's go there. What's the, what's the phrase? Make it gay, you cowards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Make it so. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would want to go. We got yeah, another would, email, right? I would like to see that too, as well. Yeah. Two as well. I hate when I do that. Noel does a similar thing. He goes also two. I'm like, 
I know that I'm repeating myself. Um, yeah, we have one from. I always have trouble with this. Jared, 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 Fisco. Hi guys. Now that this year's award season has wrapped up, I was a little more. Oh, I was a little disappointed that Endgame didn't get any love. After some reflection, however, I came to realize that even though Endgame might be a great film, it's really a film only people who like superheroes would care about. Mm -hmm. It's three and a half hours of really awesome fan service. Granted, there's a huge list of problems with the way the Academy Awards are both selected and voted on. I just learned that due to time constraints, Academy members aren't required to see all the nominated films before casting their votes for award recipients. Uh, you can hear my, my, my surprise and disdain as I'm reading it. And while there are a handful of superhero films that have gotten nominations in the last few years, I personally feel like those films offered something for a broader audience. Sometimes social commentary, sometimes being more character-driven, sometimes just being a blatant copy of Martin, Scor Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Do you think that to receive any sort of awards recognition that superhero movies should be trying to reach new audiences, or is it that people see the word superhero and are automatically turned off? Or are there other parts to this scenario that I'm missing? Love the show, Jared, parentheses, he, he spells it out. Shout out to Brandon for pronouncing it correctly that last time I wrote in. I have trouble every time I see his name. It's spelled G-E-R-A-R-D. So I'm like, Gerard. Ger Gerard. That's Jared. It's Jared. Um, so thank you so much, Jared. Um, yeah, uh, I don't care about the Oscars. Yeah. It's not something I ever tune in for. I will catch the highlights if there's like, Something special happened. Yeah, like um, it'll pop up on my news feed while Sushan and I were watching Out Outsider mm -hmm. or something new HBO show, and I'm like, "Oh, look, um, Parasite won Best Film. Isn't that awesome?" And then right. we move on with our lives. Right. Um, that's kind of all the attention I pay to it. Yeah, yeah even me too. Anymore. I pay more attention to the Super Bowl this year than I did to the Oscars, just because of the commercials nope i don't even watch those j-lo oh because of j-lo the yes. I, I tuned in for the why well, afterwards i researched out the um halftime show yes um i did not i did not go digging for awards stuff from the oscars so. yeah i mean me neither but it, but as far as like the superhero stories it, you're right i mean super as far as the oscars or even awards in general and the superhero movies they have the same same stigma against them that comedies do. They don't get nominated yep. for like their for their acting mm -hmm. or anything like that. Or to a degree, foreign films. You mentioned Parasite won Best Picture, but none of the actors were nominated for mm -hmm. any of their acting. So, um, so that's fine. Sometimes you'll. If the movie is so freaking popular, it'll get a nod and maybe mm. it'll get like a nomination, especially now that they've moved the movies to, you know, 10 movies being nominated. Um, but to me, if you're going to move the movies to 10, if 10 movies can be nominated for Best Picture, then that means that 10 directors should be potentially eligible for Best Director. Mm. But that's not the same, which means that you really are not... You're just paying lip service yeah. to the rest of those movies anyway. So, and I don't think ultimately they care. Mm -hmm. um, and to his point, 
Endgame, as great as it was, was a movie that was all about fan service and a movie that still is setting up other stuff. Yeah. You know that there's still other stuff coming after. As opposed to when Lord of the Rings, Return of the King got best picture, that felt like definitively the end of that trilogy yeah. and they were basically just awarding that whole trilogy mm-hmm. when they gave it. And you kind of like knew that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, this this is the capper of 21 freaking disparate movies. Yeah. It, it wasn't going to get no love like that. Um, yeah, I would say even when it comes to things like effects, mm-hmm. as much as I love Endgame, I didn't see anything effects-wise that I was like, I've never seen this before. This right. deserves an Academy right. Award. Um, and uh, I think if you were going to give it any of these movies something, I think the one for me would have been Avengers 1, mm-hmm. where it's the first time. Like I couldn't believe we made it that far. We made it to just the Avengers. We had all of these separate character movies and then they were all brought together for one bigger movie it's something i've never seen before mm-hmm. so even that would have been like oh this is a first time in cinema history we've seen this right let's show it some love yeah end game no 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 it, it certainly was emotionally for me quite an experience but i don't think um and i don't i don't want to say that they didn't work hard because the no. people behind the effects and everything put in the fucking work they did it's just you know we've kind of been there they didn't remake the game exactly yeah. you know the wheel was still round yes yeah um we got another I, email I, well hold on oh, hold oh, on sorry. a second do you think that if you are voting for the best you've got 10 pictures nominated for best film right do you think you should have to watch all 10 movies if you're going to judge which is the best of those 10 movies absolutely Fuck, what the hell yeah you that's don't have bullshit. to watch all the movies that's bullshit Ah, oh, sorry. Everybody who voted, we only watched uh, one movie. I guess that's the best one. That's total the fuck bullshit. Out of here. You revoke your membership. Yeah, just you, yeah. If you can't put aside the time to watch the ten movies that you're supposed to judge, you're not on the list. Yeah, or, or because, and I don't know whether or not they do this. If there's like a select member, members of the guild get to vote for best picture, but whoever those are, and if they don't do that, then it should be. Uh, it should just be those select people. Those select people should absolutely be required to see all of the movies. <laughs> Balderdash. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, could, that's, <laughs> I couldn't hide it out from my voice when I was reading the email. Ridiculous. Yeah. You don't have to see all the movies. That's bullshit. Ugh. Anyway, um, that is another reason that I think the Oscars are just a sham. Well, I think... The whole idea of awards in general anymore are yeah. becoming less and less yeah. significant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the whole uh, like that whole academy, that whole academy thing of like music artists and and movie makers and everything like that was to you know I I think maybe keep offer some type of perspective mm-hmm. on the artwork that they were creating. Yeah. And I think their their time is coming on. Yeah. Like these sorts of things I think are fun to talk about, like getting mm-hmm. together with your friends or doing a podcast on be like, "Hey, what's our favorite stuff? What's the stuff we want to show some love to?" But having a legitimate award for it. Let's eh. put it this way. If you want to have the award, that's fine. Yeah. But I think really what we're railing against is the whole ostentatious presentation oh, of it. Oh, God damn it. The, yeah. Like the whole performance of yeah. it doesn't need to be anymore. Yeah, you've already done the performance. You don't need to perform some more yeah. about your performance. Yeah, just just write up a good article. Yeah. Mail these people their awards. Yeah. 
and then you're good to go. We have another email. JD is from Quenu from California. Ah. Hello to the gang. I have a question directed to a phrase JD and Len said in the last show. You were both talking about seeing something and geeking out about it and even got geek wood. Ah, yes. That's a phrase I've never heard. Can a geek of the female persuasion get geek wood? Well, Len, from my understanding of the female persuasion, (laughs) there's a myth of this, I don't know, clitoris? Is Is that what it's? I don't know. I've never really... I've heard rumblings and mumblings. I don't really know where it is or how it works, but I've heard tell that um, when the the clit gets uh, aroused, it also will get firmer and engorged slightly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also been with women where it's impressively (laughs) engorged. So I would say yes, (laughs) yes, you are. Women absolutely get gig wood. Look at. JD alone on that pier all the way out there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I think I've seen Geek Wood on Big Mouth on Netflix. Oh, so. yeah. You, are, you tell me you were watching that. So there you go. That it, is a graphic show. It's a funny show. I do I do like the, the pillow relationship. The one character. That's a little, little disturbing. It's gross. It's but a little like disturbing. eventually... The pillow. I think does the pillow have a baby? Yes, the pillow has a little a pillow. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you didn't continue into the second season, did you? I watched bits of it, I think. Because in the second season, uh, he gets into a uh, bisexual relationship with his pillow and a couch pillow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> that's kind of the fun of that show, though. Yes, it is. It's, it's so dumb. You go, all right, that's pretty funny. But it's it's yeah. it's really it's a, a really kind of sometimes it's just some sweet moments. Yeah, on there. oh yeah, for I sure. feel myself like Big Mouth. You're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not supposed to be wetting my eyes like the way you do, <laughs> Big Mouth. What would be a better term? You know, for to be more inclusionary, a little non-gendered, so right? Be for Geekwood. For Geekwood, because um, I mean, you know. Historically, saying someone has wood is definitely like a penile reference. It was a geekening. They, oh, the geekening. Oh, I felt some tingles in my jingles. Some, some the tingles in my jingles. Yeah, doesn't uh, really have the word geek in it. Doesn't really. No. Um, uh, my geek nether regions. Oh, okay. My yeah. nether geeks. My nether geeks. Hmm. We're gonna have to workshop this and come back to it. Um, or not. Fair, fair enough. Um, What? uh, Is that it? Is that all the emails? I thought we had another email. Is that all the emails? Let me take a look. We got one more email. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, This is from Pink Apocalypse. It's called Star Wars Reply. Hi, hi. I gotta get this off my chest. Please do. Don't feel compelled to read it on the air, but I want to clarify myself to you. Well, we are not compelled to read it on the air. I mean, I, I'm literally doing that right we're, now. But we're not compelled to. Oh, okay. I stated that the prequels are objective garbage. Brandon attempted to dismiss my comment by stating that no opinion is objective on art, only subjective, or something to, that alluded to that effect. Welcome to Brandonville. He's wrong. 
<laughs> it reminds me of many self-assured students that show up in my class stating truths they know and have to be corrected. <laughs> One popular misconception is my free speech has been violated. Spoiler alert, it never is. Put as simply as possible that I can for Brandon. Mm. Ooh. Art forms have rules. It can be complementary hue adherence relative to the color wheel. It can be the transmission of dialogue in bu bubbles on the page. It can be contrasting a single dynamic piece against the palette of the room. Or it can be a linear narrative with a protagonist and antagonist developed through a conflict resolution arc. Mm -hmm. You don't have to follow any established rules that exist. You can veer off and go your own way. But in doing so, you are testing the audience and making a gamble that the end result will provoke a favorable subjective response. Right. As such, a work conducted within the realm where rules have been established has an objective measure and a subjective measure. Right. Work can be ultimately well, or I'm sorry, work can be objectively well done, but fail to compel subjectively. It can utterly fail objectively by violating norms, but strike a positive chord subjectively. Creating innovative digital techniques is not enough. On a cinematic level, by rules of writing, both character development, story structure, and coherence, they are objectively garbage. But some have an overall subjective positive response and others negative. When rules are broken successfully often enough, they can develop their own subcategories of rules like the Rashomon technique, multiple perspectives of the same event, or reverse chronology, the conclusion is the first scene. The prequels do nothing like this. They take no bold artistic move. They are just a poorly designed and conceived mess. So it sounds like basically she's saying, Brandon. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Shut your pie hole. Uh, and I couldn't have said it better. Me neither. That was an excellent email. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, there's, there's no defending those movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, the prequels yeah. are quite rubbish. Um, thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. You can email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com. Or blacktribbles at gmail.com. We have an announcement. Oh, let's announce it. We have to announce to the people who have been waiting eagerly for another edition of Gutter Talk that Gutter Talk will be changing its schedule. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, life is gets in the way sometimes, folks. Um, so Gutter Talk is just going to be coming out semi-regularly now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> semi-regularly. Um, but it's good news because you've got, you, you're making, making money. Got a job, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm making making money. I got a new gig. Um, I've actually got a new gig and have fortunately signed up a couple more clients for the Bat Base. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Bat Base is moving to a bigger has moved into a bigger space that is now being con constructed and re rebatified. Yeah, as it were. So um, and we. As we launch this one going to semi-regular, JD is going to be launching another podcast. Yeah. With um, Noel. Noel. Uh, well, listen, he loves the Fast and Furious movies, and I think that they're bunk. Um, but we thought it would be fun to uh, watch all of them and discuss them. So we're going to be starting a new show called The Action Pact, P-A-C-T, because I can't, I, can't, uh, I can't not pun. No, you cannot. I can't not. And I'm going to be starting another podcast called The Comic Book Griot. Talking about the history of black comic strips. What? Yeah. This is the first time hearing of this. The comic book what? Griot. What's a griot? Griot is a storyteller. Oh, kind of like the Michelle mission. Exactly. That's cute. I love it. Um, so, yeah, we were. But here's the thing, Lynn. I like coming into the shop and hanging out with you. So, I'm hoping that we'll, well be able to do. Well, considering that you come in every day. Yeah. Well, it's better when you're here. 
<laughs> well, it's, it's either me you. here by myself or it's me here with you. So it's um, much better that way. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to do more episodes um, in time. But we will. Yeah. But we will still always see each other. Yeah. Most definitely. Better. You son of a bitch. Well, you know, that's what the shackles are for, right? <laughs> that's, that's what you yeah. told me. So. <laughs> um, do we, we want to, we're at 36 minutes. That's a show. That's a show. Sounds We've done like it. Show. We've All done right. it. We've done it. Uh, there were things I wanted to bring up, like omnibuses, because me and Noel have been talking about omnibuses and collecting yes. those for a while. Yes, we could have um, talked about Dan DiDio. Ah, oh, so much to... But we'll do that next time. Yeah. Many, many weeks from now. <laughs> It'll be very topical. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can, again, email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com. And blacktribbles at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to help the show out or the other shows that we're actually doing, um, <laughs> you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo and throw us some money that way. That's, or patreon.com yeah. slash blacktribbles. Yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Da-da-da! Screedle deedle, a deedle-dee-dee, a deedle What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. The Thwip Tribble. Yo, what's up? Holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. Uh, it's Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Spacetime Tribble. And joining us this week from Spoiler Alert, the other weekly show that we do, no, a.k.a. Also known as The Superman's Pal, Jimmy Tribble. Nice. Guys, we're back. From the brink. Yeah, I guess. Uh, uh. So we neither of us, Len. We we post gutter talk usually on two different feeds. I, I yes. put it on the Cult Pop Podcast Network, uh, and you put it on the. Black I put Tribbles. it on the Black Triples Network. Right. Uh, we recorded an episode last week where we revealed some news. We were going to go to a semi regular schedule, mm-hmm. um, just because we have so many things in the works. Uh, but we don't want the show to die because we like spending time together. It's really just. A reason to spend time. Very true. And then we just have to have microphones in front of us. Uh, um, and then we neither of us put that show up. We still, <laughs> that's how semi-regular we're on. Uh, but we're here. We're here again. Which means that when you're hearing this, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing two episodes for the price of one. Yeah. Cool. Just stitch them together. <laughs> um, so we are here at 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. And I would like to thank my brother, Len. Yeah, what's up, Doc? For... He 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 pulled he pulled a fast one on old Jadles. Uh, he I had ordered in. Uh, there are certain books in the store that I order in for me specifically JD to take home and enjoy in, in the comforts of my own home. Uh, but then because I run a store, the the things show up here, and then I look at it and I go, well, I could take this at home and it would sit on a shelf in my house, mm-hmm. or I could put it up in the store and maybe someone will be uh, excited about it and they'll buy it thus keeping my store open a little longer. <laughs> right. So I always have to make that decision. Do I enjoy this thing I bought specifically for me, or do I put it in the store and hope that it sells and makes someone else happy? So Len bought the Absolute Preacher Volume 1 that was on my shelf to quote-unquote give his daughter. <laughs> and then as soon as he paid for it, he cracked it open and <laughs> handed it to me. I was like, there, now you can't resell it. Happy birthday. Yes. And it was, thank you so much. It You're was very lovely. welcome, though. It was good. Um, what are we here to talk about this week? Because we don't got letters. We have no letters? We got, we got zero, no, zero, no, zero, no, zero, no zero letters. letters. So we only have each other. Oh, that's all we need. That, to and survive on an island? Money, or? Money. 
I mean, I think, are we going and base level? Water and food? Uh, where? <laughs> you know where. <laughs> on, your, on your feet? Uh, on yeah. his hair. Yeah. He wants just yeah, one more inch of hair. hair. Just a little one bit more longer. inch of beard? Yeah. Um, Ears so longer? We weren't sure if we were going to do a show today, but we're all here, and we decided, you know what? Some interesting speculation has gone on this week, and we oh, thought, yeah. wouldn't it be fun to chat about it? I have something I want to chat about, and this is totally off what we can we speculate what you're going to bring up sure speculate uh i think he's going to talk about fashion trends which oh. is totally not about this show yeah he's I got a it, he got a stylist jeff cap on right now be, a quarter zip it's going to be about movie. that i was going to say a movie shoot um it's about something that has frustrated you all of these could fit <laughs> all of these could fit <laughs> what do you got I want to talk about, if you have read comic books um, recently, especially this week's comic books, there was a, a very cool-looking X-Men comic book that came out, <laughs> giant size X-Men with Jean Grey and Emma Frost, where they psychically go into the brain of Storm to figure out what's wrong with her. I want to pause you real quick, because I was going to say this. This was the first thing that came up, and then I went, well, he's not going to say you it again on it another again. podcast. We literally just had this whole conversation. Go on. But it wasn't the same conversation, because the conversation that we had before on Spoiler Alert, ha, nice little plug for that show. Go listen to that. Go listen to that, because it is a dope conversation. But that conversation was more in line with the comic book itself, and yeah. in reviewing the comic book, and what I thought X-Men um, of today is saying about Storm, the character. Uh -huh. So now here on Gutter Talk, where we can get a kind of loose with it, I want to know, because you, amongst the three of you, have read X-Men more recently than I have, what the fuck is Marvel doing with Storm? Are they doing anything with her? Well, what I said on the other show, my hope is that what they're doing is they're introducing this, for lack of a better word, techno-organic virus into Storm's main uh, bloodstream, uh, which is going to kill her in 30 days, which is what is revealed at the end of the issue, is my hope is that this is them uh, lighting a fire under the character and doing something to change her or maybe uh, superpower her. They did something recently with Rogue, where she, um, I think Apocalypse did something, and then all of a sudden she was in a coma, and then she woke up, et cetera. Um, yeah, I wonder if they're doing something like that. Uh, to answer your, like, the short-term answer to your question is no. <laughs> Other than her being a above-the-line co-character or, like, you know, like, if right. this was a movie, she'd be fourth or fifth build mm -hmm. so far in the whole Hawks Pox Dawn right. of X. She's, she's been an awesome co-lead in uh, Marauders, but mm -hmm. it's still behind Kitty and yep. and slightly behind Bishop. She has shown up in, in uh, the X-Men proper book, but it's just been in pieces, and then you've got this giant issue. Yeah. Um, so no, Where like nothing- women walk into her brain. Nothing to fix her or to find out what's wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, 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 I get you. Mm -hmm. um, but as for her kind of leading any charge or breaking out, no. And now, and what frustrates me, me is that admittedly it's been a long time since I was a, a X Men junkie, mm -hmm. but and, and since then I've dipped in my toe in and out of X Men. But I have always read Storm to be one of the more adept 
powerful, uh, skillful, intelligent um, members of the team at one time uh, led the team for quite a long time. And some consider her the best leader of the team. Um, Has had great relationships uh, with each and every one of her teammates, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that vary in, you know, familiarity. Uh, And it seems like Every time I dip my toe over the last 10-something years, they just don't know what to do with her. I wouldn't disagree with that. Honestly, too, uh, that, like all that time of not knowing what to do with her, too, is just like a big old blind spot when it comes to the X-Men for me. Like I've been a very Fairweather fan of the title in general because it doesn't. It always seems to be doing telling the same story over and over again. Right, right. Hated, but we're heroes. Hated, but we're heroes. Hated, mm-hmm. but we're heroes. And they'll do it in like a different way here and there, but it's just always been yeah, the it's, same. It's more the same, right? So, I ignorantly can't really track how they well they have or haven't used Storm because I've disengaged almost completely up until recently. So, any kind of historical do's or don'ts that they've you know committed with her, I have no idea. Yeah. She's just a great character that I know of by hearsay more so than have great experiences reading her because I don't read the X-Men that much. That's my thing, though, um, is that I feel like she's... I know that when on Spoiler you were saying you don't like how Jean Grey keeps getting built up a lot, but honestly, I feel like Storm and Jean Grey have very similar things in the X-Men right now. Where, Well, not right now, but up to Hawkspox where, like, they got talked about a lot, but they didn't do much. Like I feel like Jean so Grey it was didn't... much the same problem with Jean Grey. Right. Okay. I mean, I mean, if we if we compared resumes though, definitely Storm yeah. has done more. Right. Like done yes. more. Like led a team Literally and done things. Done more. And, yeah. Whereas Jean Grey has always been a version of either can control herself or everyone fears her because she is controlling herself, mm-hmm. or it's like this weird inverse of the damsel in distress. It's yeah. it's the could go at any moment kind of thing. Right, right. Ticking which bo- which isn't a character. It's no. just a trait, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and the thing with... The other thing about Storm... I, oh, man, I just lost my train of thought. I was there. I was there. I was ready to go, and I lost it. But, no, I remember... The thing, the other thing about Storm is that not only is she being supplanted in the world of the X Men, but she's being supplanted in the world of Marvel as well. Mm. Um, and whereas, like, I think back to, and again, I admit I'm dating myself. This is going back years, but I I think back to the huge crossover from almost 20 years ago when Marvel versus DC. Right. And the thing was, they, you know, you had finally, you know, Superman versus Thor. That was JLA Avengers, right? No, not JLA Avengers. It was just Marvel versus DC. When the hell did that happen? No, that was the miniseries that led to the whole amalgamated comics where you had the Wolverine, Batman. Okay. All right. All right. Well, no, I just, I don't remember. It was longer. It was longer. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was real. uh, Why are you so old? Because I. As we established, because I keep breathing. (laughs) Yes, I get up in the morning. I was like, still here. I I was not a fan. I I dropped off comics by then. I think I was like twelve or thirteen. Well, I was still reading. What does that say about me? That sucks. Anyway, but in that that I'm not as disciplined as you. That's what it says about you. I also didn't have a my own income. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You marketing major. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um. But in that book, which put, put the, the biggest of 
uh, Marvel against the biggest of DC. The biggest woman in in DC and you know in comics is Wonder Woman. Yeah, she went against the number one woman in in Marvel at that time. It was considered Storm. Yeah, that's who she fought against. You know what I mean? Uh, if you were to do that now, I imagine it would be Wonder Woman versus Captain Marvel because of the way they've built her character up. But that's just another you know uh, example of how they've just steadily built up other characters mm-hmm. you know for sake of storm i mean i think i think to your point i think that uh she hasn't been supplanted by marvel she's being supplanted by popular culture leading oh, that's true. these true. things now like we've shuri has her own book due to the popularity of uh, her the black panther, uh, uh, the black panther movie, movie, movie right. um sure. whereas if you think about any other like ancillary market when it comes to the x-men has been more or less trash outside mm-hmm. of the comic books, right? So there's no there's no very clear place for current audiences to just gravitate to her other than digging for her inside these comics to, to kind of bend the market. Right, right. Which is sad because she's a great character. Yeah, she's a great character. But if you look outside of the comics, where else is she? Nowhere. Nowhere. So is it Marvel doing that, or is the audience doesn't know about her, or doesn't know enough about her, right? It probably, it probably, it probably is a little bit of, of which 50, sucks. Yeah, or both, you know. And you're right, but to your point, you know, you do have Shuri who is leading her own comic book. You've got Ms. Marvel out there. Yeah. You've got, um, you've got uh, 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 Moon Girl. And, uh, Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur. Oh, it's getting a cartoon, I think, still too. Still thriving. He's about to get his own comic book. You've got Ironheart. Um, so, so they you you had as far as in the world of black black women or, or or in Marvel, you've had the influx and introduction of other characters that have been thriving. Do you think it's been at the detriment of this other great character, this other great histor or or legacy character? I think uh, uh, to well, to what the fuck degree. does that what, what does that say about the market then too that it can't support? Enough, uh, uh, like m- multicultural or 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 black or Pakistani at the same time, uh, characters at the same time. I don't know, man. It's it's just, it's just is it, it a broken system or are we all broken as people? Well, it was too big of a question. That was that's, that's way too big of a question. question. <laughs> yeah. What is life for, <laughs> Len? What's your viewpoint, Big? You're sitting there flipping through pages. I was looking at Marvel's voices, which. Seems to be Marvel's Black History Month book, even though they didn't market it that way. Um, and I was trying to see any other heroes that maybe you guys didn't mention that are like being propped up. I mean, I don't know if you guys mentioned Miles, but like, well, Miles is well, well I was looking primarily women. at women. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't really have an opinion. I mean, for me, it's just as long I want people to be um, represented and to be uh, supported. So for me, like. I don't really look at it as like there aren't enough black women being represented, which I do think is when I think about it is a problem. But to me, like I just see like well, Miss Marvel to me is like an, not enough, but is it rep? It's a it's enough of a start. I, so, yeah. You know what? That that hits on something too. Like representation for representation's sake is is hollow. That's right. true. Very true. So they have to be good stories no matter what. And honestly, every time that they will shove a character or a character trait down our throats that is hollow, just you know, for the sake of representation, right. it gives another bullet to those sad boy assholes 
who's saying that SJWs are ruining everything. It, it right. puts another bullet in their arsenal because they know and we know that it is hollow. Yeah. Right. So it's got to be a good character. So right. maybe there's just not a good idea yet right now for Storm. And, and if they forced it, it would almost, and it didn't work, it would be, you know, given ammunition to these assholes who just think that everything sucks when a woman's behind it. Yeah. Or, my also, or, my problem is that, honestly, as someone who wasn't reading comics 20 or 30 years ago, I've never seen Storm as an interesting character. What are you trying to say, man? Because she's boring. Are you trying to say world? To me. Oh, you're old, too. The cartoon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the cartoon was great. She was awesome in the cartoon. I never watched it. The 90s one. I watched X-Men Evolution. I watched Wolverine and the X-Men. But, yeah. I'm just coming back into this conversation from helping customers, but uh, my two cents are I love Storm, and she's. Uh, I feel like she should, at this point, be leading a team. Um, she should have the prime spot in one of the the team books, you know what I mean? Maybe if mm -hmm. Kitty stays dead, yeah, she'll exactly. take over the so team. If she takes over for Kitty, perfect, great. Yeah. Although I really love Kate. If they were going to kill yeah. anybody... I mean Kate, sorry. Sorry, just Kate. Just kill someone who's not Kate. She's my favorite character right now, and you fucking murked her. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> if she takes over the Marauders, that'd be dope. Um, what else do we want to... Oh, so, right, the thing I started the show with that Len was fucking steamrolled... Um, <laughs> What was You're it? It was, it was uh, uh, there's a, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of speculation this week, not only uh, at the uh, retailer level, but also just the publishing level. Yeah, shit ton of speculation this past week. So uh, basically, there is a new female character in the Bat Universe called Punchline. Yeah, but uh, also there's the designer. She's I think a joke. That's important. Huh? I have heard nobody talking about the designer. Oh, yeah, the designer. But everybody who wants this book seems to be bringing up the punchline aspect. I totally forgot that the designer even appears. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. I think... Uh, uh, are they named? Yeah, the designer's the only one who's named. In uh, costume with a D in the right, whole night. That's nine. why it seems like this would be more about However, they're, like, apparently sales of, like, issue number 90 where it delves into the designer are mm. already going to second print before hitting the shelves. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Punchline and Designer both show up in Batman number 89, not to be confused with Batman 1989, my favorite of all the Bat films. Um, but uh, then the next week was, oh, Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen number three, which mm -hmm. has Punchline yet again, but up, oh, it's a whole full body shot now. She's in two panels. Did she say anything? I don't think so. She's silent the entire she time. She talked in the other one, though. She she's, did. She talked, but so wasn't seen in '89. Then you, you got a you got whole first appearance. You she's got a first appearance. basically holding a knife to someone's throat, and then Joker says, "Ah, stop it!" And then that, she stops, and that's literally the whole appearance. Um, so what I want to talk about is I have seen on Facebook a conversation happening where stores are seeing the speculator boom happening around these two issues, and. Um, they are making a series of decisions. For each, each retailer has a made a different decision. My decision was, I didn't order enough because I didn't know this was going to be a big deal. I had one extra copy for the shelf and it sold. My part in this is done. Uh, <laughs> but for people who ordered like 20 extra issues because they're big stores, and they always order 20 extra issues of Batman because it might sell, they are taking the issue and they are marking it up to 20 40 $50 and selling it at a much higher markup from from Jump Street. And is is that is that good? Because um, 
my initial reaction to that is, ah, that sucks. But then when you, when you think a little bit further and you go, well, but that just means that someone who doesn't read that comic book is coming in specifically to buy that comic book at retail price for $3.99 or $4.99 and then immediately taking it home and putting it on eBay for $30, $40, $50. Is that very different? Uh, yes well, and no, I think, personally. So I think that, I think that the retailer... The brick-and-mortar retailer should have the right or the privilege of marking up their books. Mm -hmm. However, that instance you're saying, marking it up to the highest level mm -hmm. of speculation, they're just contributing to a broken system. Now, yeah. if it was marked up to, hey, this is really popular, a lot of people are asking for it, it's $10 now. Yeah. Not $40, 50 yeah. but just because you'll have all those people calling your store and coming in mm -hmm. like... It's it's not a three ninety nine book anymore. It's twelve. Yeah. Right. If they want to go back and try and sell it for a profit, or if they want to pull back, then they can. But either way, it's it's a little to me. It seems a little bit more responsible. Yeah. Like you're taking care of yourself, but you're also not contributing to a shitty speculation mm -hmm. that ruins things. Yeah, I agree with that. Because you're you're a store, and it's it's uh, expected that it's going to be a, like a little bit of a uh, a markup, especially if it's like a smaller shop. Mm -hmm. But if you are going to try and, in your own mind, say, "Oh no, I know, you know, somebody's going to buy it for a hundred bucks, so I'm going to set it at that amount," then it's like that's that's kind of like foul. To me. Yeah, I, th I think people don't understand that retailers really just want to clear their stock. They yeah, don't really. necessarily need to sell that one gem mm -hmm. issue, mm -hmm. like. There was one. Re I'm in the same Facebook group that you are. There was one retailer who wrote a big old diatribe about like, yeah, I'll sell this, but I know that I've never seen you and you don't order it, so you're gonna have to buy issue one and two with it. Yeah. Like if you if you really care about the story, you're not gonna just want issue three. Yeah. And don't don't try and tell me you read the other ones because you didn't buy them for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he was he was bundling up all the issues because he wanted to clear his stock. Exactly. Yeah. Like it wasn't about like. I think I think for for a collector, you purchase like you'll you'll try and sell something for the highest bidder because it's that one thing. Yeah. But for a retailer, they just they just want to cover cost yeah. and make a profit, not sell that one special issue. Mm -hmm. So I yeah, I, I don't mind I don't mind upcharging it slightly, um, but certainly mm -hmm. not to that extent. No, yeah. um, Batman Damned was a big deal, and I wound right. up you know I had one extra copy that was put aside for me, and uh, I put it in my shop for a couple extra bucks. Mm -hmm. I was going for like 50 bucks, so I put it up for like 25 or something, and someone bought it, and they were happy to have it, and whatever. Um, because I've also seen the other thing happen where um, artists will do, someone will pay an artist to do a piece, a commission. Right. I, you know, someone will pay, um, I don't know, uh, Olivier Coipel $100 to have him draw Captain America, and then they'll go on eBay and sell it for $400. Mm. So, the, the artist did not charge that person that much money, even though they, apparently they could have. And they're immediately taking it and turning it for profit. So it feels a little similar to me mm -hmm. to that, of like you're just taking advantage of either the retailer or the artist who's doing this thing for you. you know, but, but the retailer doesn't get a chance to profit that as well. You know what I mean? I think they should be able to a little bit. I yeah. Well, I think that is the a little bit. I think we're saying like the like yeah. 10 or 12 is the yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You know, but it's mm -hmm. but like, I think it it comes down to like an ethical question at that point mm -hmm. of like how much 
how much you consider a little bit, you yeah. know, like how, how high you're going to go. My favorite version of this was um, a store had made a post that they were selling the book for $40 if people wanted, not, not to their subscribers. If you had a subscription to it, you got it for cover price. Everybody else, they charged them $40, and 100% of that $40 went to um, some sort of... Comic Book Legal Defense Fund? Something like or that. Or yeah. CB, CBLDF? Yeah. No, I think it, I think it was something more specific than just comics. I think it went to like some sort of cancer research or something. Nice. Um, mm. I forget what it was exactly, but I was like, oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah. If you want the speculators to come, if you guys want to spend forty dollars for it, great. Come in it. Yeah. And that's yeah. a way to put it towards something useful. But th- that turned into a that turned into a a whole bigger conversation of respecting retailers and understanding how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, like getting deals online is awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're more than welcome to it, but throw retailers a bone. Yeah. Shop at your local retailers. Visit yeah. shops. Because you don't get it. That omnibus you got 50% off of, that's awesome. It would not have existed if it wasn't for local retailers ordering the issues at a time for other people buying them successfully enough to warrant an omnibus. Yep. Like, it's always the front lines of everything you love is because of local retailers. Mm-hmm. So don't just... X them out of the process altogether. It makes no goddamn sense if you like comics yeah. at all. The other thing that was kind of frustrating me with that conversation and all of these people who are involved in it is the all of these people pride themselves on being able to find the cheapest version of that. There, there are people who refuse to pay cover price for an omnibus. It's $100. I refuse to pay that. I'm going to order it online from Amazon for $50. Um, they don't so just you're already, refuse. You're already attacking the local retailer because you refuse to buy from them because they they are crazy enough to sell it for the price that is literally printed on it. Well, they, and then the language gonna, is ripping off. Yeah, they said they're, they're ripping, ripping me off. off. Yeah, and it's like, no, off. it's it's yeah. retail value, yeah, they you delight asshole. in ripping me off even. He even yeah. took it like it was a personal slight against him specifically. But I hated that um, guy. Yeah, so not only are we not going to pay full price, we're also going to um, demonize the retailer for trying to do the same thing you're doing. Of which is make money off of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's it was very frustrating. It's to very stupid. Participate in. Um, so anyway, it was just something I thought was worth a chat. No, what is definitely yeah. worth. And a chat. and also too like the like I think there are different things, but it's like the same end of it. Like potentially dicking the retailer by speculating on single issues mm-hmm. and and cheating them out of profit. And are they allowed those those profits? And the other end of it is. Potentially dicking the retailer when you don't patron them at all because mm-hmm. you could find a better deal online. Yep. Mm-hmm. Both of those eat away at profits of a retailer who is single-handedly keeping these books in print for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that Amazon gives a shit that the new Valkyrie series stays in print? Nope. No. They're selling what gets successfully run through the retailer process. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just immediately go there. Yeah, we're the so, front lines. So if you don't support it, you don't get it. Now, just playing devil's advocate, though. I love devils and advocates. Good. Go on. I'm both. <laughs> if you, the consumer, want to support your local re- mm-hmm. uh, comic book retailer, right? But you, the consumer, also are on a budget. Yeah. So you realize that, oh man, I want to support, you know, the hero complex, but I know that online I can get these books for significantly lower mm-hmm. than I can get them at the at the complex. 
what is the algorithm that you use or how how do you parse it so that you are being, you know, true to, you know, your savings and your money, mm-hmm. but also still trying to show support? Well, no matter what, take care, take care of you first. No one should go hungry affording expensive books. Right. I don't know if like the retailer to my right disagrees with that. No, of course not. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, you want, you want yeah. to take your hands from around Noah's neck? However... <laughs> <laughs> however and also, too, getting a deal is amazing. Uh, right. Like, there's, like, again, we're not part of Facebook groups where people trade off and, and resell and kind of move stuff around all the time. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when you take the idea of getting a deal and setting fire to every other option. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And, gotcha. and when, you, like, when you refuse to go to a store at all... Because they're not going to give you fifty percent off that book. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Visit they a store, paid. buy four or five single issues, and you are supporting the market. I'm not saying that you have to completely change your whole shopping paradigm because it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Like, do what makes sense to you. Budget what makes sense to you, but don't deny support of other people's as well as yours to the local process because that's what keeps your shit in print. One of the one of the ways that I try to skirt both lines, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just, you know, being transparent, I have two comic book stores that I consider my comic book stores. Close the, Hero, <laughs> the Hero Complex, of course, and Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, right? Mm-hmm. But I also because I do only buy trades, I'm not, you know, I, I do not hide the fact that I do buy some comic books online. Mm-hmm. So the way that I try and what I do is one, I try to get like, you know, a few comics from the complex, a few comics from Amalgam. Um, but I usually stick my online buying to one, anything that's pretty like, like, my old stuff, like I want to get like my old John Byrne She-Hulks or something like that. I'll mm-hmm. buy that. Um, or it'll be the mate, like it'll usually be the, from the major too, like Marvel mm-hmm. or DC. And in my mind, at least, I'm go to the comic book shops and support them and also support the smaller comic book companies I see. by buying their comic books at the shop. You know, this is not dissimilar from uh, how I purchase music. So I will, if I want to pre-order an album or something that's coming out, I'll either do it through my local record shop, mm-hmm. have them order explicitly for me, or I will do it from the band's website directly. So right. you're purchasing directly, so directly from the artist from right. or directly from a small business as opposed to Amazon or Best Buy or something mm-hmm. where you would get a better deal. However, the money is split up like five different yeah, ways. Exactly. And also, do you, I buy stuff online too. I, and when I find deals, I'll actually share them with my retailer yeah. and be like, hey, is this, check this out. is this cheaper than you can get on Diamond for Cost? Check this out. Get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's just, it's, I don't know. There's, there's a, I think it's not the act that's wrong. Getting a deal is getting a deal. I think it's the impression or the in consideration of everything, every other piece of the process or every well, the, other piece of the, the, the market. The most inconsiderate and most egregious affront that's the I, pricing. That well, it's not the pricing. Is <laughs> is when you as a consumer walk into the comic book store and a, and a flipping through the comics. It, 
this, I think it more happens with the trades. You're flipping through them, and then you just blatantly tell your shop owner, oh, yeah, I can get that cheaper online. Yep. Oh. It has happened to me many times. Yeah. Fake it, at least. Yeah, yeah right? Just <laughs> fake it. It's like saying, hey, this is delicious pizza, but I can make better. Like, just, yeah. just say thank you. Exactly. Just walk out. That is like, yo, like, come on, man. How, how, like, Brandon, don't do that. Also, too, you know Sorry, I'll stop. It's rude. <laughs> um, if you want to support your local retailer, you don't got to just buy stuff from them. Go to events. Right. Support True. the community. Hang out. Recommend order, them. Order a book or two. Recommend them. Yeah, Review them sure. online. Just don't be an asshole. Don't, don't pretend like they're the enemy because they're not giving you 75% off on a book. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the thing that aggravates me is people have wrong information and then they latch onto that information as if it were fact and then get emotional about that information even though it's false. So this mm-hmm. guy who was like, oh, the, your retailers just, you know, they're excited to rip you off because he thinks that people, the, Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Target, etc., all have the same discount as I do. Mm-hmm. Right. I get my books for less than 50%. Uh, you know, my wholesale is less than 50% discount mm-hmm. because I only order a certain amount of books. Barnes & Noble, who orders thousands of books, have a much, much larger discount and are therefore able to sell it to you much cheaper because they're a giant corporation. They also have the infrastructure in place to take cost, whereas yeah. you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, they have the infrastructure to put the money up front to buy from the from the publisher and the, or the, the direct market. Yeah. At a higher value mm-hmm. and eat the cost if they don't sell it right away. Yeah. You have a much smaller overhead to mm-hmm. the point where you need to actually budget exactly what you purchase yep. at a lower discount. Yeah. It so, doesn't like it. Yeah. And, yeah. So there's people out there who think that, oh, you know, they could be selling it as cheap as Amazon does. They just don't want to. They want to gouge me. And I'm like, no, that's not how any of this works. But that's just my two cents. People are stupid. That's what we've learned. Does that mean ignorant? Yeah. Stupid? (laughs) The only other thing I thought we we could discuss was uh, so there are TV shows based on comic books that also have comic books, right? So you've got the Flash comic book, and then they make a TV show, and then there is a comic book about the TV show that stems from a comic book. So my question is I wonder if there is. Sorry. He just turns it up louder. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I just, I hit it. Um, what would you guys think if they did comics based on movies, right? So, let, for instance, let's say we like Kill Bill. Why isn't there a Kill Bill comic book that furthers the adventures of Beatrix Kiddo? They do, don't they? Uh, they are, no. There are. Not Kill Bill, but right. there are all, tons of them. Tell me. I mean, I mean I can, do Army of... Do it on, on the mic? Are you not recording? I'm recording. Oh, I think you were recording. Yeah. I, oh, we're uh, doing a show. Army, Hi, guys. Army of Darkness. I didn't um, see you hit the button. Oh, yeah. Army of Darkness. Uh, uh, Star Trek. Um, Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Because Star Trek actually did a whole series. They still have. Up. They still have a TV show series, Doctor and they had a Kelvin timeline Transformers. series, like Transformers, GI Joe. All right. Let yeah. me. Let me. All right. What Ghostbusters, Riverdale, Marvel movies, mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Ninja Universe. Turtles. There's no comic books that are 
the in-between points between the Marvel Cinematic Universe or for people who want more of the Snyderverse, hashtag release the Snyder Cut, how come they don't release that as a comic book? And well, I think that's because you, the the corporate overlords, as it were, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Extended Universe or whatever they're calling that right now would not want to have the canon of those universes be divulged in any way in right. a comic book. Also, well, two points. Uh, one, you can't capture Zack Snyder's indelible <laughs> vision on the page, so that's unfair. <laughs> that's also, also, wait, the second point, second point, this is a good one, I think you like this. Up until very recently, especially with Marvel, they were two completely separate arms of the corporation that didn't know what what each were doing oh. movies true. and or television. just television movies and comic books publishing were three right. different departments now kevin feige has a thumb in every pie so maybe we will see some of these more in between stories that are that line up with continuity yeah also i think they're just not profitable i mean like you mentioned the flash show and stuff that's not happening anymore like yeah. they don't do they, they don't really do any of those things anymore i think they just saw that no one not enough people cared. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because just, the fans of all of those properties are not necessarily comic book readers. That's and true. the comic well, book readers don't necessarily care about those things. Well, the thing, the other thing that uh, made me wonder was, um, you know, people come in, let's say for Avengers. Mm-hmm. If you remember back when Avengers 1 came out, I had people coming in and they wanted a book about the Avengers. And for the most part, it was Hickman's Avengers, which had no similarities to... Mm-hmm. Uh, Joss Whedon's Avengers, but at the le- at the very last second, they put out Avengers Assemble by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley, which featured the team of the Avengers, at least the characters, free of continuity, in in a in a book. And I was able to go, oh hey kids, you you like the Avengers? Check this out. This has all of those characters in it. Well, I think now they're just making the main continuity mesh with it, which I don't like. But like. I don't think it's a coincidence that Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and them are on the Avengers right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think know. that's what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm less. I know in my in the I know that it's all for uh, synergy purposes, but my lizard brain wants to tell me best idea wins. If something is popular and good, just do it. Doesn't matter how or when, mm-hmm. and if it's lining true. up with how people like things and just best idea wins. I think it's best idea make it work. that fits with the movies. That's what I think they do. <laughs> that fits with the successful movies, right. which is why you won't see it in DC. As well as <laughs> as well as you can't capture Zack Snyder's well, vision. I think DC in is two, just, in panels. You just and this can't. is what I like about DC. I think they're willing to keep them separate cuz like Wonder Woman I don't think Wonder Woman in the comics is a lot like the movie. No. I mean, the movie is ac- the movie was accurate, so there's crossover there, but they're not trying to make the complicated. Like she doesn't like talk with like different English or anything like that. Like they're not really trying to make those mesh. The, but I'm curious as to what they are trying to do with Wonder Woman in the comics because, like the movies, one of the reasons why you couldn't capture that same feel is because the movies, being period pieces, are pretty much all standalone stories. So. What you have seen, and JD as a retailer, you can tell me, when you put something Wonder Woman on the shelves, my eyes tell me that the only thing that really moves 
are the special Wonder Womans that are more yep. or less like one-offs. Like I the, do, the uh, last one that was like a big anthology. 750. 750. Yeah. Yep. I order no extra copies of Wonder Woman for the shelf. The, the regular series, the ongoing. Yep. I have six subscribers to Wonder Woman. I order six copies every so often. If there's a new storyline, I'm like, oh, I'll order a seventh copy to put on the shelf and it'll sit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic seventh issue. But however, Prick. 750, did that... Did that sell? I bought not one. Not really. Oh, wow. I, a couple of extra issues, yeah, but like, not enough for me to be like, oh, wow. What about, burn the what, what about um, Dead Earth? Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Oh, so that good. one I've been pushing. I've been pushing real hard. Okay. Um, I mean, also part of the problem is I, I don't think that Wonder Woman is a very strong series right now. True. I, I, when I dip in, I'm bored to tears and I don't care about it mm. because it's not speaking to me as a, as a reader. But... I love Dead Earth, so I'm constantly telling people, yo, have you checked out Dead Earth? It's real good. I think that ties back to what when, what you were saying about Storm. I think that in the case of Wonder Woman, if the story isn't good and people aren't going to be interested, it's not necessarily the character. I think it's that yeah. if the story, like JD's saying, the story of Wonder Woman isn't that interesting, so that's kind of why it's not necessarily selling. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, I was, I was thinking about 1989 Batman, um, the Tim Burton stuff, and I remember... Uh, Jose, uh, what's his name? Uh, I want to say Gonzalez. No, no, no. Writer or artist? Qu- Quinones? Quinones. Quinones. Yeah. yeah. Q-U-I-N-O-N-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Jose Quinones? Jorge. Uh, hey, uh, Jose does not sound like his first name. Jorge. No. Pedro. What are we looking for? Batman oh, 89? Jesus Christ. Uh, Joe Quinones for ah, Batman 89. Thank you so much. But anyway, he had uh, put together a pitch, and he's so good. His art is great. Uh, for the ongoing adventures of the Tim Burton Batman-verse. And mm. I was here for that. I was very excited. And then it fell apart and never happened. But Because Batman couldn't turn his neck. You're actually... Yeah, it's true. You're going to be getting that, that I think. What? I think Paul Dini is going to be doing more Batman... The animated series. The animated series. The six-issue run is going to speak with uh, what happened with Jason Todd. Oh, Oh, in between Batman the series and Return of the Joker? No. 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 Tim Drake. Between between Dick Grayson and and Tim Drake. So it would be between the original series and the new adventures of Batman and Robin. Yeah, because Jason Todd wasn't in the cartoon. Oh, he wasn't. Okay, Mm. cool. I fell off uh, at a certain point. I didn't well, we assume that it was going to be in between. I think yeah, we, we're, we're only assuming we that it's going to be in between. We know it's dealing with Jason Todd, but we don't know if maybe he's going to say Jason Todd comes in uh, in continuity after Tim Drake. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Um, well, okay. Is there a movie, just to wrap it up, put a little bow on it, is there a movie that you wish that they would continue in comic book form? Inception. Wow. No. Okay. Inception? I just want Inception to continue in general. Okay. I just think that's a, like a, it's a cool Inception universe. Do you want it to... Oh, say, okay. So you want it to continue in general, and if it was in a comic... But if it was in a comic book form, would that be enough for oh, you? Oh, yeah, I do yeah. have one. This actually but came out recently. I don't necessarily care about the forms of things. Like, me with Star Wars. Like, as long as the story is being told, that's all I really care about. I think it would be cool... Because I was about to say, how are you going to do that visually? And I'm like, oh, you friggin' idiot. If, if each sub-level of dream had a slightly different, different hue. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say different artists. Or yeah. artists, sure. Yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I was, I'm going to say Indiana Jones. Ah. I want I want top-tier talent because it's owned by Lucasfilm, which is owned by Disney, which is run by Marvel, Marvel. which is part of Marvel. Uh, I want top-tier talent 
and artists. I want in continuity stories. I want all of this more than a fifth movie because I can give two shits about another Indiana Jones movie. But I, the character is amazing. I got don't you. have to worry about recasting. Don't have to worry about that. Just like good sto- adventure storytelling. I got the good artist for uh, Indiana Jones, Nick Derringer. Darrington? Nick Darrington. Darrington. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that would be spectacular. See, I was thinking Raphael Albuquerque. I mean, look, if if mm. they if they when they relaunched the Star Wars comics, if they took the exact same approach with Indiana Jones, it would be spectacular. Yeah. See, I would say, the only reason I wouldn't say Raphael is because to me, the best Indiana Jones is the one that's set back in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. In oh. the time of like you know. That's very Nick those adventure. That's his wheelhouse. Now, yeah. Would you be interested in Indiana Jones written by Walt Simonson with art by? John I don't Burger? want the old stuff. That's no. not no. no. I, I I I literally new adventures. I would like new adventures Wasn't of Indiana that, Jones. It's further adventures. I assumed it was new. I adventures. don't I don't want the oh, okay. the out of print <laughs> legacy stuff. No, I want new stuff. Thank you though. No 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 no. no. I don't want to just. Go rewatch the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. No, I no. I want that River Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh wait, as a, just a movie. I'm yeah, sure. he was just oh, in the movie. Shit. I think in a way of maybe this would make me care the, the, about the character. I would be interested in a comic book adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Wow. All right. Because the movie bores me to tears, but. I admit that there is fun. There are fun elements there that just aren't hitting with me. I wouldn't mind seeing that in a comic. I take offense that the movie bores you to tears. Do you take offense? I take offense. I take a fun offense. I think it's. I think you're a fun person, but I, I am offended. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sam, <laughs> Sam Noel's fiance. Ooh. She held up her phone. She's here listening uh, and drinking her bubble tea. Hi, Sam. And she has uh, one that she would like to read in comic book form. What do you got? Upgrade. What is it? What was Upgrade? Upgrade was a brutally violent film uh, about a guy who essentially gets upgraded to a killing machine. um, And he has to then jostle with um, his internal dialogue and what he really wants to do versus what's inside of him wants him to do. And he has to give it permission to come out and, you know, kill, like activate kind of thing. Um, So I think that would be a really cool uh, read. Nice. That's a good pick. That's it, a yeah. good pick. I, and the movie ends on kind of a... Ooh, a downer. I mean, ripe for more stories. I've never... Yeah. I've, how old is this movie? It's just like last three year? years? Two okay. years? Oh, it's so good. So yeah. It's so recent that I was like, when Venom came out, I was like, oh, yes. Upgrade. <laughs> it's a guy who is... Because what I remember at the time, I was like, the guy who's not Tom Hardy. The actor who's not Tom Hardy, whose name is something... What is this guy's name? Dale? No, that's not James. The, like the, guy, the guy's name in the movie is Gray Trace. What the fuck? It, um, yeah, that's a comic, is a comic book name. Logan Marshall Green. There you go. Yeah, the guy who's not Tom Hardy. Uh, and then Venom came out and it was Tom Hardy. And it was almost the same plot where he's like, oh, I'm a regular dude. Was, I've been imbued with this thing that has a voice in my head, and if I let it take over, it can do whatever it wants, including murder super people. Super violent. The difference is... Yeah. is the difference is, is that in Upgrade, the main character um, was in a wheelchair. Oh. So by getting um, this uh, experimental Stem. treatment done to him, he yeah. then yeah. Uh, was able to walk again. And so that's the price he has to pay. Now he's, he's good. a product of uh, mm. a new treatment, and he's also a murder machine. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was I'd be interested in watching it. It was actually really good. It's a Venom comic, then. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Flash Thompson. Right? And it, uh, it was it written directed by Lee Whannell, who's the new Invisible Man, mm. responsible Ooh, for the Saw yeah, franchise, yeah. Um, a bunch of other stuff. You know what? I've noticed, uh, and it, 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 I, the first time I saw it was in this movie Upgrade, and it was hilarious. And I've seen it a bunch of times since, where there is someone who is an unwilling participant in violence, engaging in violence while apologizing. And almost being on the verge of tears, of like I'm so sorry, because uh, it happens here. Yeah, the it's thing like takes disgusting over and, face. Like, yeah. oh god, I'm sorry. And then it also happens in you know Venom. Yeah. And then it also happened oh recently in um, Guns Akimbo. Oh, did Where you it, see that? No, oh, the movie, oh. the trailer. Right, right, in the trailer. Right. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like apologizing, and he's having to fight. Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man films. The new Spider-Man films. The new ones with. Um, Tom Hardy. <laughs> With uh, Tom Hardy. Logan he Marshall Green. his new abilities, and he gets very upset about having to use them, like the activate. Um, oh. Oh, the instant yeah, kill and stuff. Kill. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, support your local retailers. Yeah. And me, specifically. Okay. <laughs> Even if I'm far away, just support me. Just send me money. <laughs> <laughs> you ship, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, my Venmo is JD's Hero Complex. J-D-S-H-E-R-O-C-O-M-P-L-E-X. Other podcasts do this. Oh, yeah. They don't have like a Patreon. They're just like, here's our PayPal. Send us money. Here's our Venmo. Um, you but can help the show out if you go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. Len. Hey, you can listen to me on Black Tribbles, blacktribbles.com, where you can go to our, our shop. Hit swag and go to our T Public shop and buy a whole bunch of Pie Negroes uh, swag. Nice. Looks real fly. Uh, Noel, where can people find you? Yeah, social media. Uh, at Mr. Right. <laughs> hey, whatever. <laughs> Walking around the street yeah. at JD's Hero Complex located in Maniac. Yeah, I don't know the address. Um, 4327 Main Street. That's what I said, 4327 Main and Street. And also just tip your waitress. Tip, I just thought of that for tip, no reason. Whatsoever. Tip your waitress. Tip your waitress. Be a kind person. Yeah. Be a kind or server. That's right. Cause it yeah, just give people tips. Just walking around the street. Just throw money. Yeah. Throw just money. Just throw money. Yeah, that's uh, find a friend. <laughs> yeah. Look at Sam with her uh, Also, mitt. wash your hands. Coronavirus is real. Yeah. Washing your hands is hard, though, man. Oh, man. I, was, I mean, <laughs> soap and water? Yeah. No, I, I feel like video. there's very wow. few ingredients. Between the creases wow, of that explains the smell. Why did you need to wash it? Why did you need to watch a video to know how to wash I your didn't. hands? <laughs> Someone I follow on Twitter retweeted a video of how to wash your hands. I was like, oh, this is obvious. And then it was like, you got to get between the creases. You got to. Is that for fingers. surgery? No, it, it was just like, this is the proper way to wash it. I'm like, this is It's obviously wash. just not what Brandon <laughs> does. Wash, yeah. I wash my hands. I do, the, I do everything, but I don't like. Just, just, just except use soap. Just interlace your fingers now. Everything will be fine. <laughs> That's what the toilet's for, right? You just yes. dip in, soap, dip in. Where can uh, we find uh, you, Brandon? Yeah. Uh. In the chair. I'm the man in the chair. Find me in the chair. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us on this episode of Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. <laughs> and we will talk at you later. <laughs> da -da -da. There we go. <laughs> oh, our levels went down. Okay, bye. <laughs>